0: Everyone, Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your home for daily Florida Gators coverage. I'm your host, Zach Goodall. Make sure to throw me a follow on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall. You can also follow my co-host Demetrius Harvey by finding him at Demetrius82. Demetrius, say what's up to the people.
1: What's up, everybody, and what's up, new listeners? I know that there are a lot of you. Some of you guys might listen to this podcast on Mondays, some of you might listen to it on Tuesdays, and some of you might listen to it on Wednesdays, like today. So, I just want to say what's up to you guys and how much we appreciate you for listening and sticking with us. And I hope that we can just continue to provide you in some unbiased Gators talk and just brighten your morning. Anyways, Thanks for listening to maybe the last podcast that we went over a couple of SEC happenings and a couple of Gators happenings and what we're talking about this week, which is the Arkansas football game. We got a lot more Arkansas to cover, so let's get with it.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot to cover, but today we're really just going to focus in on one subject. Maybe it's because it's the focus, or I guess it's the topic that literally everyone's focusing on with this game, and I guess everyone else has kind of forgotten that. There are 22 players on the football field.
1: uh, No, I think there's only one.
0: There might be only one for Arkansas, I guess. Usually a team will have 11 on each side, plus some special teamers. Uh, Yeah. But it seems like Felipe Franks is all 22. Who? Felipe Franks. He's got the all 22.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. (laughs) Felipe Franks. Did he? Is he important? Why is he important?
0: Well, he's important to everyone because he used to play here, in case you didn't know Demetrius. I know he was kind of he was kind of before your time, but he was the quarterback here um last year, actually, before he suffered a obviously I think everyone does know this, he suffered the dislocated ankle against Kentucky. Um and, you know, Kyle Trask came in and won the job. And if there's one thing Felipe Franks is really cool about, you know, he gracefully went to the transfer portal. He caused no drama. He stayed around for the rest of the season to see how things went, but when the regular season was done, he knew he needed to do what was best for him, and he he went and entered the transfer portal, ended up going to a school that I think all of us kind of laughed at at first when he chose it, but I'll be damned. Hey. He made a great choice, didn't he?
1: He really did, and just so everybody knows, obviously I do know who Felipe Franks is. It's a little bit of a joke between myself and you guys and Zach. You know, everybody's been talking about Felipe this week, and I get it. You know, he's a— quarterback that was beloved at times and hated at times very polarizing player from what I remember just watching the Gators from the past few years and I know that this game is huge and it's going to be huge because Felipe has been playing and it's huge because the Gators do need to win and it's against Arkansas who you know going into the season they were supposed to for sure beat them so it's going to be interesting to see Felipe play again on a different team and like Zach said he did go out gracefully and probably probably as smooth of a transition as you could hope for, especially at the quarterback position. So I hope you guys enjoy the show.
0: Yeah, it should be it should be a fun one. Um, as Demetrius said, literally everyone's talked about this. So we're going to give a little bit more of our thoughts as to how he's played with Arkansas, as well as how he finished his career here. Because, I mean, he is on a good bit of a hot streak in terms of production. Then everyone was asked about him throughout our eight or nine total availabilities, it felt like. Maybe I'm wrong, but we had a, we had more players than usual. And even Evan McPherson's out here getting questions about Felipe Franks when he was at the podium. So with that being said, we'll share all of their thoughts, what the coaches have seen out of him since he left, and, of course, the players, how much they miss him, what Saturday is going to be like for them. But Demetrius, I went through his stats earlier ever since he got benched, 2018 against Missouri, when Kyle Trask came in, he went 10 of 18 in that game. Everyone thought he was going to start. He should have probably ended up starting, but then he had the broken foot in practice and Felipe Franks went back out there. He ended up, you know, in the job. Once he got it back, he really started to put things together under Mullen. Something seemed to, you know, a flip, a switch seemed to really flip. And I will not want to say he was playing perfect football, but ever since then, in seven games for UF, six for Arkansas, 13 in total, he's thrown for nearly 3,000 yards, 2,988, 27 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He's also rushed for 523 yards and five scores per pro football focus, so that's not removing sack yards. That's actual rushing yardage. 32 total touchdowns compared to those uh, six interceptions, He's playing good football. Now, Demetrius, I talked about it with you beforehand. If there's been one issue so far, he's getting sacked a lot and he's fumbling the football when he does that. But in terms of getting the ball out and making things happen on his own when he's not taking, when he's not crumbling from that pressure, he's playing really good football.
1: Yeah, it seems as though he's playing at his maybe, I don't want to say peak but pretty much at the highest level that he's used to playing went just like you were talking about after that game where he, where Trask broke his foot and then he comes back in and you know what, that that sort of does happen when you get benched and you're sitting there as a quarterback who comes in as a hotly contested recruit. I remember when he was first recruited by the Gators, everybody was fawning over this guy. He's got a big arm. Just wait for him to develop a little bit more. He's going to keep growing you just saw a guy who's going to be extremely athletic. He's going to have a huge arm. He's going to be a perfect quarterback for the Gators. And then when Mullen comes in, you're thinking, now Mullen's going to be able to develop this guy into an even better player. And he kind of did. It worked out. You know, the first couple of years with Felipe, it was shaky. It was like, eh, I don't know what you got in this guy. Maybe they should go to somebody else. Maybe they should try to do another thing. You know, it's part of the five quarterbacks that the Gators had during the sh- short short time span where you're thinking, this isn't it. Winter, I remember fans saying, when are we going to have a quarterback? And it's true. And once Felipe came in, came back in, it seemed as though he was going to be the guy to take over and carry the team for the final couple years of his tenure with the Gators. Obviously, it didn't work out, but you're, you're right, Zach. Just looking at him playing right now, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. I think either Brian Johnson or Todd Grantham or Dan Mullen, which we'll talk about later, they talked about how he – has a great touchdown to interception ratio, and he's throwing the ball just as well as you've seen him throw it when he was with the Gators. The deep ball is still there. That's the stuff that you expect out of Felipe Franks. You expect him to hit those deep passes, those big, big game moment plays, which is what he did this week or last week against Kentucky. And so you're just thinking maybe this progress is going to continue to go for Felipe, and it's why Arkansas has looked like they have this this season. You know, of course, they have a great defense, but then, or at least an okay defense with some great players, some great plays being made. And then you have Felipe on the other side, and they're able to put it together and beat a team like Kentucky, who I know is having a sore or sour season this year, but Kentucky's still Kentucky.
0: Now, looking at some of those negatives with Arkansas, uh, he, he does have the 20 sacks and seven fumbles this year. He has a career high of nine fumbles in a season, so he's probably going to clear that on a short year. Uh, He is struggling with pressure. He's been under pressure on 80 dropbacks with those 20 sacks. He's gone, according to Pro Football Focus, he's gone 18 to 48 when he's been dealing with pressure. Comparatively speaking, he's gone 49 to 71 and thrown seven touchdowns to two interceptions when he's blitzed. So he's getting the ball out quickly when he's blitzed and making things happen there, but if A pass rush can maybe send four and rattle him. There is a chance that he is going to mess something up still, which is something that we saw from him when he was at Florida. Now the question is, on top of Todd Grantham having a feel for how fully Bay Franks plays, given that familiarity, and we're going to have to move on after this, so try and leave this one quick here, but what do you think? Do you think Florida has the capability with this inconsistent pass rush this inconsistent defense that's played better as of late, but still not great. Do you think they are able to rattle Franks at all and get him off of his spot?
1: Well, I'll say this. The last couple of weeks, the Gators pass us has looked completely different and maybe not completely different, but it's looked different as in they're getting pressure, but they're also producing on that pressure. And what I mean by that is usually when you saw them in the first couple of weeks of the season, they'll get some pressure, but the quarterback's able to get it out, and it really doesn't do anything. This The past couple of weeks we've seen pressure, and it's actually affecting the quarterback. They're affecting the quarterback way more than they have before. Maybe they're getting there just a split second sooner, Maybe they're, they're getting there and actually tackling the guy. Maybe they're swarming to the football. Maybe they're sending more people. Either way, this is something that the Gators are going to have to tee off against Felipe. They know he can run, just like they knew Matt Corral or Carroll in the first week could run. And they're just going to have to make sure that they can contain him and just hope for the best. But I do think that the Gators are going to be able to actually put pressure on Felipe. Maybe they'll cause a forced fumble. You know, he's fumbled a lot this season. Maybe they'll... They'll cause him to throw an errant throw. He's been prone to do that. I know he only has three interceptions this season, but I remember with the Gators, you know, oh, there goes another weird Felipe pass. And so I'm just going to see, I'm excited to see how Todd Grantham plays him. Obviously, he knows him a little bit, so I guess we'll just find out.
0: That's the issue, though. Todd Grantham does know him, but Todd Grantham's also historically had issues with mobile quarterbacks who have big arms. So, this, as we've said all week, this is a matchup. This isn't this isn't a throwaway this isn't a cupcake this isn't a cool storyline this is a matchup really curious to see how it plays out but I know that Dan Mullins got some thoughts on the quarterback that's coming into the swamp he put a label on him he called him great he gave him that uh he gave him that that uh the title yeah he gave him that title he, he gave him those props he's excited to play him and with that being said we're gonna share a little bit more as to what the coaches think of Felipe Franks after this quick break.
1: Do you guys ever feel as though you're always on? Don't you want just a moment to relax and chill? It's been difficult this year, especially with everything going on, social issues, and the expectations to be on 24-7 with families and friends. Sometimes you need a breather, and especially with the Gators this season, it can be stressful. That's why Cooler's Light is the perfect cold one to open up. Saturdays are a time to chill, watching Florida football and relaxing with Coors Light that's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, literally made to chill. I personally love the refreshing taste, it makes me chill out, relax a little bit, and enjoy the day. I know one thing, Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind, so when you hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You know, I've been trying to get back in the gym recently, but I just couldn't figure out what to do after. Sure, I can just make a protein shake, but that's annoying. It doesn't always taste good and it can be time consuming. That's why I've started to eat Build Bars right after my workout. Not only do they taste amazing, but they are incredibly healthy with 19 grams of protein in the peanut butter flavor. I can't go wrong. Now, I'm not a keto guy myself, but it's a low-calorie, low-sugar profile that makes it easier for any of you out there that are. Right now, you can go to BuildBar.com and use the promo code ON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code ON for 20% off at BuildBar.com.
0: I think Felipe's a great quarterback. We had him for quite, some t- uh, quite a long time, so I'm seeing what you see out of him. That's what Dan Mullen had to share about Felipe when first asked about him. He was one of, I promise you, many people that was asked. In fact, everyone was asked about Felipe this week. But he, he went to the lengths to call him great. And that that's what we're all seeing. I will say, I mean, here we are fawning over how much he's gotten better. But I'm not calling Felipe great just yet after the up-and-down career he's had. Of course, Dan's going to prop him up. He knows him. That's just That's just, of course, what he's going to do. But, I mean, that's that's how Dan summed him up. He said that he was great. He's got the touchdown-to-interception ratio and the really strong arm. When it comes to Florida's defense, the, the strong arm definitely is a concern, too.
1: Absolutely. This is going to be a game where they're going to they're gonna have to play their safeties and, and, and play sound defense. They can't give up these plays or almost seemingly give up the plays, just like they did against Georgia. Those passes that... Uh, What's his, what was his name? Sorry. I'm just completely blanking right now. Mathis. Uh, the, 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 Mathis. Sorry. Those passes that Mathis threw were just overthrows or under throws, but they were open. They were wide open deep. Now, if you think that Felipe is going to miss on a deep pass and you, you probably got another thing coming And you know, like Dan Mullen said, he's, he's playing great football. That is some coach speak. But what, another thing I did like what, from, from what Dan Mullen did say on Monday was he's a competitor. Felipe's a competitor and he's coming in here. He says exactly this. He wants to come in here and beat my butt and beat everybody on the team's butt. And that's probably true. That's something that we we don't really think about too much. But Felipe lost his starting position. And now I know that he exited gracefully, but he lost it on an injury. You know, his career in Florida ended on an injury. That's got to leave him a little bit sour, at least a little bit. As a a competitor, you don't ever want to see your job get lost because not due to your play, but because of an injury. And now he has to go and transfer to Arkansas. I'm not trying to, you know, trash Arkansas, but it's not Florida. Yeah. It's not Dan Mullen. You're coming in with a new coaching staff. You don't even know anything about Arkansas. Where's Arkansas? And so you so you have to think about that. He's gonna want to come in here and destroy Florida and make sure that you know he shows everybody maybe I could have stayed a little bit longer. You know, I know it was just his choice. He could have probably stayed and competed with Kyle Trask, but he saw the writing on the wall. Once Kyle Trask came in and played as well as he did, there was no way that he was going to be getting that job back. And he probably shouldn't have. With Emory Jones backing up there, it just didn't make sense. Why would you go back to Felipe when you have all these guys? And so now he's going to come in here. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. And now he's going to come in here and at a primetime game and try to show him off. So. I guess we'll see, but but I really liked what Dan said about that and how he's going to come in there and try to beat his butt. But at the end of the day, it's all love. They all love the guy, and and he's he's shown what kind of professional what kind of a uh, professional he is throughout his time at Florida.
0: Yeah, and he left a really good impression uh, on his teammates as well. Uh, if, if there was one thing, we were able to get a couple of good stories talking to offensive and defensive players about Felipe Franks and the memories that they do have of him during his time here at Florida. So I know that was a quick segment, but when we come back, we've got a third one for you, and we're going to be sharing some stories from the players. There were a couple of funny ones, as well as some funny forecasting as to what could come this weekend, when this, especially when this Florida Gators defense does get to see Felipe Franks out there on the field. You'll hear about that more after these messages. I guess we can go ahead and start with James Houston. He, let it be known, he's not... He's not going to ease up. We saw him coming, and you know I tweeted this from the Gators, from the All Gators account, because I was totally blanking on which quarterback he hit at the time, if it was Bennett or if it was Mathis that he totally laid out. But as everyone knows, James Houston, I believe it was Mathis.
1: It was Mathis. Yep.
0: Came down into the flats after covering a, uh, a running back route and saw Mathis coming down to run and lowered or laid the wood. He came up up. and just totally lit him up. Sound tackle, unlike we've seen from Florida's defense this year. I mean, talk about seeing a form tackle all the way through. Textbook, beautiful, big pop. It was what you love to see. And James Houston's going to let, he's going to do that to Felipe Franks this week if he gets the opportunity to. Even being friends and former teammates, he's not going to take it
1: easy on the guy he's really not and you know he said a couple things today that it makes you feel excited to watch the game and watch the matchup and kind of hope that maybe there's an opportunity that presents itself where James he are where Houston is going up there and and maybe laying the wood against Felipe. we've seen the Gators blitz him plenty of times, so there's there's going to be opportunities for him to hit Felipe Felipe runs a lot there it, it, it's gonna to be interesting to see but but he said just you know the, the constant competition that you have at practice every day I mean you finally go out there and you really go full speed because you know even in scrimmages you don't really hit the quarterback too much mm-hmm. so it should be fun just competing against him that's really what football is just competing against him going hard and so he's thinking I'm not just going to be competing against this guy I finally get to hit him mm-hmm. I finally get to take him out not take him out as in, you know, injuring, injuring him, but you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just hit him a little bit, make him think about, oh yeah, I forgot about James Houston. He is on the Gators because I remember him at, as a former teammate. So it should just be interesting to see how all of these guys kind of prepare against him and see him. And and I'm sure it's going to get them a little fired up. Probably, hopefully not too fired up if they're a little concerned because, you know, you don't want to get a little too antsy, but Well, there's specifically
0: a guy that I wanted to mention here with that, and that's Zach Carter. Mm -hmm. Zach Carter's been suspended for, I mean, he's been ejected for half a game and suspended for half a game for throwing punches. Mm -hmm. And, and, And he said, he also cleared up tonight when he was talking with the media about the fight and said that he really hated the way that he ended up being portrayed there. I don't have the exact quote here on it, and that's... But essentially he he did come out and say, you don't hit our quarterback at the same time. I did not go out there with the intention of starting a fight, and I'm very disappointed in my own actions. So it was mature of him to come and step up for that as well as kind of explain what the thought process was during that whole fight. But for all of that, he also came out and admitted that he, he and he and members of the defense had altercations with Felipe Franks at practice before. So I mean what is that? That just even drives the point home even further about this weekend. They might love him. They might go give him a hug before the game and a hug after the game, but the only hugs they're going to be giving him during the game are big bear hugs where they're all coming down on top of him and trying to leave him a little bruised.
1: Absolutely. They're not trying to, They're not trying to dap him up mid-play. You know, hey, what's up, Felipe? No, these guys are going to be excited. And Felipe's going to be the same way. He's a competitor too, like they said everybody has has mentioned how much of a competitor this guy is even even a professional competitor too well Malik you heard Davis. Malik
0: Davis yeah about the sprints right
1: well uh, about the not only about the sprints but <laughs> just in terms of when when uh, when Malik Davis was a freshman i think it i think that's what he said when he was a freshman or whenever him and felipe were talking or whatever mm-hmm. he felipe was going into a meeting and he had a suit on, and Malik's like, "Why you got a suit on?" and and he's saying he's going into a business meeting, and so that was his next meeting with Dan Mullen, and that's what. Oh he yeah, no, yeah, that's James right. It was Davis. it was
0: when Mullen was hired, and he was right. doing individual player meetings, which he does every year. But it was his first meetings with everyone, and Felipe shows up in a in a in a suit. Yeah, that's, that's what up. it was. Yeah, that's and and point.
1: that's and that's the type of professionalism that he's shown throughout his time at Florida, and I'm sure. He's shown the same type of professionalism, if not more, because he's a little bit more mature, a little older at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so it's just gonna be interesting to see how he is, how he reacts. I'm really excited to see these guys get on the field together for the first time and almost like I guess a calendar year or maybe a little bit more, depending on I forget when that what do you remember what month that was when he got hurt? It had to have been a it had it to be it, it was month,
0: September, last September, September. September, so it was early. Yeah. It was September
1: fourteenth. Yeah, so, so the last time that these guys played football together, you know, in a practice or in a game, whatever you want to say, was over a year ago. So this is the first time that they're going to be able to see each other in that aspect. Obviously, we know Brett Heggie, the Gator Center right now, was Felipe's roommate. The be- their best buds. They text almost every day. He was talking about they text every week. What whatever, and that's going to be an interesting you know, to, to see those two guys, former roommates, meet up and see and see their interactions. It's just gonna be fun. It's a reunion. Felipe Frank's reunion and I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Maybe Felipe Franks, if he starts taking hits, won't be afraid to fight back though. I mean, I He's think not. every I think everyone knows that he we like to have a little bit of fun around here in Gainesville. I think we've all seen the videos of him out at the bars. <laughs> even when he was rolling around on his scooter. Like well, he was hurt. You, he was still going out there and having a good time. So maybe he will, maybe he won't throw Something. any punches. But they'll, they'll those altercations, those those competitions, they'll have some fun.
1: Something about college students and scooters. I don't know what it is, but
0: oh, I don't I even mean one. that. No, I mean like I'm talking like the scooter when he was in a boot because of his ankle injury, and he was oh. still causing trouble down in Midtown.
1: Hey, you know those are those are. Uh... Secrets, Zach. You know, They're I not
0: secrets. This keep, is a video on
1: Barstool.
0: <laughs> 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 no, I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, if we pretty Bane sure he was to add. wearing it was a C-
0: I'm pretty sure he was wearing a Cincinnati Bengals jersey, and I could be wrong, but it makes sense because his brother was playing for Cincinnati at the time.
1: Oh, he's a Bengals fan. Well, I yeah. guess because his brother was playing for him. It makes sense. Yeah, his a, brother
0: Jordan, UCF legend. Don't even Jordan remember Freight. a thing he did at UCF, but I know he
1: played Never, there. never heard of him.
0: Played 10N. I was at his, I was at his pro day. He was a he was a good athlete.
1: Okay, Friends in the some. family. I guess. Anyway, definitely, I mean, Frank's is a great athlete.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely there. I mean, two NFL caliber athletes. I guess that's that's an early take, but I think Felipe gets drafted myself.
1: Absolutely, especially if he continues on the trajectory he's on right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Josh Allen can get drafted, I don't see why Felipe can't.
1: There's some quarterbacks who get drafted and I'm like, wait a minute, are you serious? Yeah. And I'll be honest, if, if Kyle Traskorta came out last year and he got drafted, I might have had the same take. And that's that's a take okay. for another day. But...
0: I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> I did I... not think that he was
1: gonna be that good.
0: Listen, I don't I didn't think he was I didn't think he was gonna be as good as he's been. He's I thought been he was gonna be good. I didn't think he was gonna be like this, but I still would have put a draftable grade on him after last year.
1: Maybe a Even draftable it was grade. Lim-
0: it, have been, it wouldn't have been high.
1: No. Especially with the
0: Virginia game. The Virginia game was... That set him back, if anything. Um,
1: well, the Georgia game, too, really.
0: No, I thought, he, I thought he played fine against Georgia. Maybe near, um, near the end. It wasn't, it wasn't anything great, but, I mean, no, that Virginia game, when they came out and they threw complicated schematics at him that he hadn't seen before, mm. and, like... Four or three near turnovers and and a real turnover. It was just it wasn't it wasn't good. But I I'd, I'd still probably put a day three on him by that point. But now it's day two. I
1: mean, round it's probably two. A day it's two. It's round two. It's round We two. should probably we should probably talk about that one day. Maybe for a little tease. Maybe we'll get into some Kyle Trask Heisman odds. We'll get into some Kyle Trask draft odds. You know we're getting closer to that that time. Players are starting to take the Senior Bowl invites and they're accepting them. Does Kyle Trask go to the senior bowl?
0: Guys, we'll don't forget, Demetrius covers the Jaguars, so he's been looking forward to the draft since September.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Jaguars the Jaguars' draft schedule starts in October. I told everybody on Twitter, I said, you know, it's draft time. They're one in, I think, one in five at the time. And so I was like, you guys better get ready because we're talking about the draft for four more months. Yeah, well,
0: it would be obviously we'll talk about Kyle Trask in the draft. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about Kyle Pitts in the draft. And that'll come at some point soon, as Dimitri said. Uh, just a little tease for now, but we'll get there eventually. As for now, we've got Felipe Franks to worry about. And that should just about wrap up our Felipe Franks episode as he's making his way back to the Swamp this weekend. Of course, you want to hear more about what we have to, uh, to say about Florida versus Arkansas, our previews for the game, and everything to get you ready. In which case, make sure to go and follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Zach underscore Goodall. Find Demetrius at Demetrius82, and most importantly, if you never want to miss an episode, follow at Locked On Gators. You can also subscribe to the show and listen to po- uh, listen to Locked On Gators just about anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and review while you're at it as well. Let us know what you think of the show, what well, we're doing well, what well, we're not doing too well, and we'll make sure to make those changes in order to give you the best Gators podcast out there. With that, we'll catch up with you guys next time.